Hello and welcome to episode number 210 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. We're a couple days late on this episode. Normally we go up on Sundays and uh, post by Monday. We are a little late uh, because of some scheduling things uh, having to do with getting COVID vaccines. Hooray! Uh, so yeah, we recorded this a little bit late. So, uh, and it's actually going to be a double episode. It's going to be probably a bonus episode or uh, the second part of this episode we'll be posting next week. We'll see what happens because uh, there we uh, <laughs> there's actually some uh, back logging uh, now uh, of episodes. Maybe one ba- one a- one extra episode backlog. But uh, this one uh, you're going to notice. Uh, we do get sidetracked and get really, really into politics and discussing the election and all kinds of stuff uh, throughout a good chunk of this episode. So if that's not your thing, uh, we do address some nerdy stuff, especially you know uh, the no- the you know news coming out about Joss Whedon and uh, also about you know we're addressing you know some controversies, people being fired or. Or being called out on stuff. Uh, so that's the majority of this episode. And then, like I said, it kind of sidetracks into a, a really kind of a heady po- politics uh, discussion. And as usual, I am uh, concerned that I stuck my foot in my mouth numerous times and made an ass of myself. But uh, hey, I don't know that. Maybe I didn't. Let us know uh, at NerfRoquo on Twitter. Uh, nerdproquo at gmail.com. Uh, let me know if I made an ass out of myself. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, if the heavy politics isn't your thing, listen to maybe the first 20 minutes, half hour of the episode, and then, you know, skip over the rest if that's how you're feeling. Uh, I'm all for these days. Uh, do how you feel. Do what makes you feel good, as long as it's not hurting other people. Uh, and we'll be back to the super nerdy stuff like uh, The Expanse. And uh, what we think, uh, whether we're going to watch the new Zack Snyder cut of Justice League or not, uh, that's going to post either later this week or next week. So, you know, if you're not into politics, you have two more episodes where we discuss purely nerdy shit. Uh, So, yeah, in the meantime, enjoy this episode, episode number 210 of the NerdProCo podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. And now we're started. Welcome. How's it going? It's pretty good. We're like a day day or two late on this, but that's, you know, things. I think you had to go get the vaccine, the second dose of the vaccine. Yeah. So that's uh, exciting. Um, yeah. As I was telling you, it was a really great experience. Ah, finally, you do it. Take it off. Yeah. Take it off. <laughs> Take off your stinky shoes. I mean, how dare you debate, you know, being comfortable or just like suffering. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that it's it's just that the the process of like uh, you're not rich as age. All right. Yeah. Of like taking <laughs> <laughs> taking these boots off and putting them back on is just a pain in the ass, which is why a lot of times when I come here, uh, it's just because of the snow, really. And the ice. Uh, a lot of times when I come here, I just put the slip on shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, because I know I'm not gonna be walking very far. <laughs> but it's not slick outside. Though. It's not that bad. Yeah, I thought that, I thought I maybe I would need them, but I didn't really need them. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Thank you for being comfortable. Yeah. Um, let's let's begin with like 
uncomfortable talk because I've been. By the way, that just popped up. Uh, you Demon need Slayer. to watch that. Yes. Now that the whole season one is on Netflix, it is one of the best anime I've ever seen. Really? Yes. I mean, I'm a Dragon Ball anime fan, not a Yu-Gi-Oh! It, it, it is, uh, yeah, it's not as, like, wild as, it's, the, I would compare, I would say the action is comparable, uh, if not better in my opinion, just because the animation is more modern, um, I would say, like, the, the emotional storytelling, the storytelling in general is a lot better, just briefly, because it just popped up on, because we have a Netflix preview screen up in the background. So I've talked about this on the po- this anime in the podcast before, but one of the things that I, I love the most about it is it does, uh, so it's basically a shonen, which is like male, young male protagonists, like scaling up in power uh, towards some goal. Usually, like on in Dragon Ball, it's just they want to become more powerful because they want to become more powerful. That's just the way that works. Uh, Dragon Ball is like in many ways the progenitor of a lot of those, especially the modern ones. In this one, uh, you have a main character who, number one, uh, his motivation motivation is basically the premise is this little mountain town kid. Uh, goes out to gather. I forget what he's gathering something. Uh, and he leaves. His, comes back to his family's like hut, and his entire family has been murdered. Uh, he finds out by demons. Only his younger, one of his younger sisters, is left alive, but she's turned into a demon. Uh, and I will leave it at that because there's another. There's another character who comes in and is like a demon slayer. They're like a group that like kills demons and is going to kill his sister when his sister who instead of attacking her brother and eating him like actually protects him. Uh and then it becomes like a kind of regular shonen where he the this kid, this little town kid like, trains to become a demon slayer. Uh but one of the things that that it makes it a lot different than a lot of other anime that have a similar, like, young boy goes to train to become X, you know. Like in Naruto, he goes to become a ninja and because he wants to blah, blah, blah. His whole thing is he just wants to find a cure for his sister, number one. Uh, number two, he is not, like, stupid and arrogant, like 90% of shonen main characters are. He's actually, like, really humble and sweet uh when people die even minor characters it actually carries some sort of weight uh to it and the other thing that's really cool is just brought back by beans yeah no yeah 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 uh and the other thing that i really appreciate is that in one yeah in one season demon slayer does a series of thing that normal take normally takes a shonen anime three uh, anime three seasons to do they do it in one season and not make it feel like it's rushed. So yeah, it's it's amazing. Like it's so good. <laughs> uh, I uh, wa- other thing is watch it in sub. Don't watch it in dub. The dub is awful. Okay, I mean it depends on. Um, like I've been watching Sweet Home dubbed. 
because I normally I watch it while doing other things. Sure. So it's like I, especially when I'm in the kitchen. That's cooking. dope, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's on my queue. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Um, yeah, I've just been. I, it's I know it's weird, and I I've seen both the uh, subtitles and the dub version, and yeah, the it, it, it's. The, the terms are weird and yeah. you know the lines are a little uh, is delivered awkwardly but uh yeah just like for my circumstances typically i will watch things you know you know subtitled normally but like with Sweet well, Home well there, and- there's a there's a handful of anime that are notoriously really good dubs like cowboy bebop is a notoriously like awesome dub uh Dragon Dragon Ball is actually because if you watch the dub or the sub, the it's not like you're watching a level of drama that requires like very good voice acting anyway. Um, it's just a lot of people yelling, uh, so it, and charging. yeah, and charging, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, Demon Slayer is great. Uh, Promise Never Neverland is now on Netflix too, uh, which is about a a uh, a bunch of kids. Uh, I, we're starting weird. This isn't where we. I thought we were starting, but I got distracted. Um, but uh, a bunch of kids on a farm, sort of living idea idyllically, uh, and then they find out the real reason they're all living on this farm, and they decide they want to escape. Uh, I won't. I will just give you that. It's another one that like you're like. It starts out kind of like, oh, this is kind of sweet, and then and then I, I can't remember where it is in like the first or the, the second or the third episode, maybe even at the end of the first episode, you're like, oh my god, that's what's happening, <laughs> and it just gets more messed up <laughs> from there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Demon Slayer is yeah, I would hire, I would yeah, if you haven't watched Demon Slayer and you haven't watched an anime in a while, watch Demon Slayer on Netflix. All it's right. it's fantastic. Uh, and also, Outside the Wire is also yeah. That, it's that it's one has already got my yeah. Attention. And it's it's only an hour and forty four minutes, so it's like it's another one of those just I mean, yeah, tight tight movies, action films. Yeah, I mean, uh, even the boring ones, um, Midnight Sky. I mean, I found it enjoyable. I mean, sure, it's, it's not world shattering. It's not the best movie but you know good actors the cast are great you know and i am a sucker for sci-fi yeah um, so i i have full confidence <clears throat> that it should be a solid watch um and i i completely forgot that i had read the comic book that the old guard was based on like i was i re- reorganized a bunch of my comic collection because i got new long boxes and i just found a whole bunch of issues of the old guard and i was just like Oh, I read this. I completely forgot when I saw the Netflix movie that I that I had read the comic book. That's yeah. I read a lot of comic books. We will so, get to that. I do want to talk about those let's two. Um, talk about unsavory things. Let's like let's start with the bad like things. Yes. Entertainment news. We'll not even start with the bad things. We started with some positive things yeah, that you should watch. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I, I know you and a whole bunch of people are like. Hardcore fans of Joss Whedon. I got into um, the Buffy news. You know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I enjoy that show. Um, But with everything that he's done in terms of his TV shows, his movies, the allegations I've heard from him, just like, 
I mean, I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but it kind of did surprise me because I was kind of hoping that he was one of those, like, I guess, woke creatives based on what he's been able to do that he would not succumb. Well, he to propped that himself up as such, um, which is what makes like I'm not necessarily surprised about it, only because of some of the things he's been accused of. Uh, actually track with his personality, the personality type, if not like the narrative that he was trying to create for himself as sort of like a quote unquote work woke creator, especially like a, a quote unquote, uh, like feminist. feminist creator. Yeah. Um, that's was a bummer, but as I mean, far Nate as Fisher I, and his allegations were like the first, like, at least from my isolated vantage point where the the first time I've ever heard any negative comments lobbied towards sure yeah um, and uh, what I mean what we're talking about is just allegations about sexual harassment from former stars from Buffy like charisma well Carpenter. well no it's it's uh the he hasn't been accused of sexual harassment. What he's been accused of is being incredibly manipulative and psychologically psychologically abusive. Not uh, from everything I've read, none of it has really uh, none of it none of the the stuff that people have said has has uh, has come up as like that he was, like, uh, sexually harassing people. It's just that he was, genu- generally speaking, really... He, uh, A n- dick. Yeah, and, but also that he set people against each other uh, and set up, like, there were people who he favored in the cast and the cr- crew and people he didn't, and he set them up. He was really hostile and abusive to people he that weren't that he didn't. Basically, that he being in charge uh, created clicks in his casts of his shows and the movies that he he uh, worked on, uh, particularly the shows. Um, yeah, uh, and that he was really treated certain, like singled out certain people, like Charisma Carpenter. Uh, who's been very vocal about this to just be te- fucking awful too? I mean, I'm. A, I mean, I get it before the whole Me Too movement. Why a lot of people were quiet about that? You know, people you know felt that men still held control and you had no right to like speak up against those people who were powerful. I mean, Joss Whedon, you know, he's not on the level of like Weinstein in terms of like power in Hollywood, but he did command a lot of respect and weight um and i can understand why people didn't open up but since the whole me too movement i'm just surprised it waited this long i'm surprised that it took i think ray fisher being vocal about him and the folks at warner brothers to finally coax other people who've worked with joss whedon to speak up about him well well here's the thing uh Ray Fisher was the first person to speak out publicly uh, that it was called attention to. Apparently, from what I read about Charisma Carpenter, Charisma Carpenter had been alluding to it for since she had worked on Buffy. 
uh, that that was a really traumatic uh, work environment for for her. But she also alluded to the fact that at the time, like it was so traumatizing that like she that like because also like she was pregnant at, the, at for a period of time there that it like it really like her judgment got on it so it got so skewed that she didn't speak up like she, I, I, I I'm you know paraphrasing whatever because I read all the stuff uh even before like the more recent stuff I had read a, a handful of things um that charisma carpenter had talked about but I think it was one of those things where she was so traumatized that she doubted herself uh which is what can happen to someone you know when they're treated that badly uh they start to you know they don't blame their or they don't like yeah they start to like blame themselves to a certain extent um I also think that Joss is one of those people, and this is what I mean, like, the people are coming out that he set people against each other was probably also at the time there were other cast members who were treated so well that they didn't believe the other cast, the cast members who were being treated badly uh, because he picked favorites. Uh, amongst his cast so which is what is now really coming out is that like like he set them against each other so even if they wanted to speak out there'd be more people who spoke not even defending him how i think it, it kept quiet this long is there were more people talking about how great it was to work with him than there were people talking about how how abusive he was towards them um that the uh and this is what manipulative people do is he there was enough positive people that they would drown out the negative the people that he picked out to be awful to now is this i was like watching this uh i was on youtube watching this and i'm not at all knowledgeable about how things work in hollywood but is it just a fact that <clears throat> Joss Whedon represents, like, the old regime of doing things, like a, like a harsh coach riding his players hard? Or, you know, you know, because that's what they thought, you know. You, the stars you take care of, but the ones who are you, the ones that the directors pick that are weakest, they ride them hard. You know, in order to just to bring out the um, best out of them. Uh, so allegedly, I, I don't think this is that. Um, although that is definitely a, an excuse that has been uh, that had been thrown around about like some older, harder to work with uh, directors. Uh, the thing that I actually got, like, why wasn't that surprising that I got from Joss? Is Joss is one of the? It's like. And the reason why so many of us sort of identified with him is he read as or or he presented himself as the like former high school nerd who done good kind of. Yeah. Um, but the problem with that and I, I've encountered the reason why it wasn't a surprise to me because I, uh, it uh, I've been in. No one can have heroes nowadays. Unfortunately. Well, no, 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 no. no. I've no been one. no, no, but I've been in communities where. Uh, you have 
people who were formerly excluded from being in a group and now they're in a group, but they never really dealt with the with their former exclusion and the the uh so it's the thing that people who were bullied in the past grow up, you give them power, they become bullies themselves. That's because that's the only thing that they know. Yeah. Uh, and no one excludes or torments harder than people who felt like they were formerly excluded, uh, especially if they're white men. Uh, so, yeah, it's just that's really what this read to me as. It's just like suddenly he had because, you know, you read it about it on Buffy. You read it about it on on Angel. You read it about it, you know, Justice League. The, the stuff that he was actually, like, successful at, where, like, someone gave him the reins. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that, like, that happened with Justice League because it was just like, here, you fix this. So it's like you're giving him the... You're important. And that's what happens, like... I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think you're going to hear that really uh, from, say, the Firefly cast, although What's-Her-Name has been very conspicuously absent in all of the Firefly stuff post-Firefly being canceled. Um, uh, the one who plays Zoe. Really? She's been conspicuously absent and silent about... Uh, so I wouldn't be I surprised if... No, not her. She is big. I mean, and her circle is also big in sure. terms of her relationships with other. Um, I mean, she was or currently is still married to Lawrence Fishburne. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I could not imagine Joss Whedon being a dick to someone like that. Well, that's what I mean. Is like I don't think that's what happened. But if anyone was going to come out and say something about him from that cast, I would say it would be. It would, it would be her, honestly, out of that entire cast. Uh, but I don't think she's someone who he could have done that with, which is what, to your point. Uh, and the rest of the people on that cast, I don't think he could have done that to. Because uh, they were, t- he liked them. And worked as- a lot with him in the past beyond, yes. you know, the yeah. show. So, I mean, that's what got me sold on his image because... I mean, he always worked with his crew from Firefly. They all loved him. So, yeah. I mean, because of the, you know, the air that he's gotten from his relationships with uh, with people like, you know, Tudyk and the others, I always assumed that he he was just an awesome, phenomenal human being, you know, to work with. But, you know, but that's the thing. He was to so. specific set of... And the people who he was that to outnumbered the people that he would that's what i mean like why these people i think are were more quiet and the reason why ray fisher wasn't is because he didn't have to be like he wasn't i mean he was i mean from what i've heard i mean he was concerned that he was getting blacklisted you know in, in hollywood you know with warner brothers you know preventing him or denying him with other opportunities beyond justice league sure you know so from what i understood you know, not only was he just being intimidated, but there was also the threat of his future livelihood yeah. being in jeopardy. I mean, I mean, I mean, out. this is uh, mirrors uh, this, uh, what Claude Dykstra said about Hardwick, um, 
whether Har- whether Chris Hardwick is still like that, I would I would venture to say that there's still aspects of his personality that were, but Chris Hardwick is another one of those people. Is it's like oh suddenly he has this em- quote unquote empire, and he's someone who felt very excluded before, and suddenly he's been given the power to exclude other people. He keeps being in this relation these, and he's admitted this much. That is like, oh, a lot of my previous, before he met his wife, my previous relationships were destructive relationships where I was dating someone who was significantly younger than me. Uh, and I was just like, mm, yeah. And then Chloe Dijkstra came out and was just like, yeah, he was awful. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, it's like, I mean, I just wanted to talk to you about this because, I mean, it just like, it just like deflated the whole like, I mean, it shouldn't surprise me, but, you know, Whedon was one of those guys that in Hollywood that, you know, I saw I myself in, you know, a nerd. Sure, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love what he does. I mean, the fact that he creates characters that are so beloved that people can identify with. Yeah. I always said we need more people like that. Yeah. You know, who, to create characters, you know, that people can relate to. And well, 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 there's, there's, there's a, I mean, it's, it's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's a bummer. Uh, but there are people... I mean, you can be bummed about him personally. But that... Especially the the Buffy-verse, quote-unquote. Uh, there were a lot of people who came out of that experience who weren't... Who uh, went on to do really great things. Um, and are continuing to do... Uh, uh, um, Jane Espenson was one of the writers and one of the producers and went on to write and produce on Battlestar and a whole bunch of... I mean, there, there's a bunch of people, be, not just the actors, but if you paid attention to the people who were actually writing and, and directing episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, those people have popped up again on other shows. And so far, none of those people... Like, you know, honestly, what would bum... I mean, it was a bum... It's a bummer. But you know who would honestly bum me out even more if I heard that about? Uh, what's his name? Who was uh, who co-created uh, Daredevil, the Daredevil Netflix series, and did Cabin in the Woods? Oh uh, God, why can't I think of his name? Drew Goddard. Okay. I'd be more bummed if I heard Drew Goddard was like that than I am about Joss Whedon. You know what I mean? I'd be more bummed if I heard that about like Jane and Espenson or or his his brother, Jed. I think it's Jed Wedding Weeding was one of the co writers. Him and uh, Melissa Tarker and uh, worked on you know Doctor Horrible and then on uh, helped co create Agents of Shield. Like I'd be more bummed if I heard it about them. Uh, just because those are, I, I'd be interested to see if any of them ran into that too. I doubt they did, um, because like I said, I think he just sing, he singled out people. He yeah, it's yeah. Um, other bad news, um, and no, it's not because I heart her. All right, granted, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we spoke about her previously about you know how celebrities who work in a medium that requires people to support them to not be stupid on yes. social media. I mean, 
I thought she would just learn her lesson, but damn it, you know. She doubled down. She had things in the works. Yeah. It's not like she is a major actor. A lot of the movies that she's done are like WWE style made for yeah. DVD films. Why would you jeopardize all of that? You yeah. Know? You know, just toe the line. I get it. Not everyone has to respect what you are saying. You know, you're not forced to put those pronouns there. People wondered, but no one told you to be an ass about that. Yeah. And she just, as you said, just doubled down comparing being a right-wing person to a Jewish person in Nazi uh, Germany. And I'm like, dude, you're just itching and begging to get fired. Yeah. Gosh. It's just, it's one of those things. Uh, so, I, and I've, I've actually seen this. It's like certain, there are certain personalities in comedy that are super susceptible to this. Joe Rogan was most definitely one of these people uh, who was already sort of in that camp. But then when you start to needle them, they, in instead of like stopping and thinking, they react and they double down on all the stupid shit that they believe. Uh, she's definitely a uh, UFC, uh, but you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, her name, the other UFC fighter, uh, who's was in like two movies. She, oh, uh, the blonde one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, she's also yeah. She's also said some super dumb shit, and I think it's just there are certain subsets of uh, you like I said, UFC fighters are are prone to this. If you watch Kingdom, Kingdom is a like there none of them are like right wing people, but you see how messed up those people can get. Because it's like you know, it's fighting. It's no hard, no holds barred fighting. It's a whole tough guy culture or tough girl culture, depending on you know what division you're in, and that just attracts people who have idea. You know, the quote unquote rebels. Uh, but it you know it's a subset. You know, it doesn't surprise me that like you know certain aspects of UFC fighters are also, they also are really into guns, you know, or, you know, I living off grid. I like it's, it's, it's just any sort of like subcultures, especially the sub, the subculture is sort of predicated on some sort of violent or like extreme act. It's going to attract people who yeah, are, but you don't alienate people who bread your butter. I mean, who, yes. Your bread. I mean, you just don't do that. You know, I get or if you, you have a publicist, fucking listen to I your mean, publicist. Like, I get it. You know, you don't agree with you know trans issues, trans rights. You know, but do you have to be so vocal about that? That's what kind of pissed me up, pissed me off with like Letitia Wright and her shtick. About I was just gonna bring her up. They're gonna, you know. they're gonna. So I under so Letitia Wright. I mean, still, you know. Uh, basically reposted some dumb shit, but no, uh, before, but, uh, she's another one that someone's going to push a button on her and she's going to spew out a whole bunch of stuff. That's wrong. That's going to, that people aren't going to like, and the reason why is because she's been, there've been like Christian, like, 
uh, quote unquote, like news outlets or entertainment outlets who've deliberately reached out to her, and she's been very vocal to them about feeling like her Christ, her Christian faith is silenced all the time. Uh, but it's, and I get why she does that because if you there was an uh, interview with her on Fan Bros, and if you like look into like interviews with her about why she's so vocal about that and why her fe- feeling like she's been been silenced about that upsets her is because she's someone who her faith, I, and I don't know the details, and frankly, it's none of my business what the details are. Apparently, her uh, her finding faith uh, are what got her through a really, really traumatic period in her life. So I, which I understand, but the, what happens in, and like, this is also what the combination of trauma and faith being the, the, the solution to the, or the thing that gets you at through that trauma because it becomes a problem is that you invest your beliefs and your feelings and everything in the articles of that faith, because that's what saved you both in the you know, religious, like, faith sense, and also, like, for a lot of these people, literally save their lives, uh, the more traumatic the experience, the more you're going to become invested in that whatever is the thing that saved you, because that's what trauma does to you when you find something that gets you out of that trauma. I'm, I know a lot about this. Uh, I just didn't happen to go to faith for it. Uh, but the problem is that anytime someone, uh, you know, engages you about your faith, it's like if you the more you're invested in it, the more someone's gonna push. They're gonna push that button, and That's, you're gonna start. I mean, no one is saying you you hide your faith. No one is saying that. I am somewhat. I mean, I'm not the most religious person, but I can understand the importance of faith in one's life. I do too. But you just have to have publicists. So oh, people who you hire to yeah. help prop you up to make sure you're marketable, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, it's it's not that you're like doubling down to only a certain sect of people because unfortunately, it's not just the religious people who are you know buying her movies or buying yeah, yeah. tickets. It's everyone else. Yeah, and I I understand that some of your views may not gel well with other people's lifestyle or how progressive people are nowadays but you have to understand that and just like keep some things to yourself or coach you to be smart with your phone you know or be smart around you know a camera whenever you're being interviewed you just have to be smart i understand it faith there's nothing wrong with faith there's nothing wrong with stating that it helped you up saying that is great because that's lending yeah authenticity to your narrative and to your story but we all understand that not faith is not exactly accepting of all but but here's here's the thing here's the thing it's faith 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 is fine it's when you start to it's when uh whatever the denomination of faith you come up with when you start to that's what I mean. It's just like you start to buy into all of the things that come along with the religion associated with that faith. Uh, and in her case, it's, it's, uh, I, I can't remember. I'm always, I, I corrected it on one of the podcasts and I thought, cause I thought it was evangelical. It's not, it's like 
bad. It's like actually wor- maybe worse. It's like it's, I think it's one of the Baptist uh, sects, which are notoriously like. I mean, it's not worse. It's just a little different. Yeah, you know, yeah. and more strict. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and it's, it's like, look, it, it, here's the thing. Um, it it means that there's a lot of things that they think faith can solve. That it's actually like that they think, yeah, that that they think are quote unquote fixable by faith, and that includes the entire sexual uh, uh, spectrum that is not uh, that is not straight 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 that is not straight straight cis people getting married to each other. Anything that is outside of that sphere, that's like. God, I hope no one asks Letitia Wright about any of that because she's gonna. She is because she feels her faith has been silenced so many times. She's gonna go on a fucking rail, well, and you're and we're gonna find like, look, she's already to me like, and I'm not gonna like necessarily because I don't care enough about like any actor. I do. I mean, as a as a thing, like for me, I just say I'm gonna write her off. But it's like as soon as I found that, at, like when she like reposted that video, and as soon as like it started to tie into like what her faith, and I did some recent research into what her faith actually was, I was just like, someone's gonna, like I said, someone's gonna poke that button, and she's gonna, she's just gonna start spewing stuff. I mean, I, and we're gonna find out who she that. really is, who she because re- that's who she really is. I mean, it's which is unfortunate. The the black man in me is all about like we need more people in Hollywood. You know, granted, I understand it. You know, yeah, we ha- you your faith is your faith, but you know, you are a Disney princess. You know, literally yeah. a Disney yep. princess, a one who is not only some like dance damsel, but a powerful one at that, and who uses her intelligence. Yeah, she is. More of a role model. No one is saying take roles that challenges yeah. her, her faith. No one. She's never done anything like that. No. You know, it's just a matter of like, yes, your faith can rub people the wrong way depending on your group. Well, well keep your mouth shut. That's the thing. That's the that thing. That's really, and that's what I think is going to be the problem because she feels like, and this is to us, to I'm to be real, she's not wrong. Like there, there is. An element of like when uh, reporters are, are when there are stories about her and she starts to talk about her faith that it's silent. So she's already like she's not wrong about that, that that has happened. Uh, the problem with that is that now that she feels that I'm it's going to be really difficult for when she starts to get questions about stuff that she's going to have answers that are going to get into her into trouble because she feels like she's been silenced when she gets the advice from her publicist just just don't answer that just go I don't want to talk about that she's going to go no you're silencing my faith I'm going to say 9 million paragraphs about it and she's going to get they're going to fire her I mean I'm waiting for that other shoe I, to drop now I, honestly I'm waiting I for that other shoe to drop someone now who is and look I I'm biased I'm totally biased on that I'll I'll admit that that like that I'm predisposed because of how I feel about not about faith, about organized religion and what it does to people. Yeah. That I'm totally biased to be cynic, cynic, cynic about that. But man, dude, as soon as she reposted that video and what she said about it, and when I found out more, it's like either you didn't really watch that the 
most of that video or you did and you actually believe agree with some of that shit i was just like i'm just waiting for the other shoe I mean, to drop now i mean i work with a colleague who feels that way sure like her very religious we've i mean she's at least smart enough to close a door and know that I'm going to keep my mouth shut, you know, sure. and, you know, I'm not going to spout anything out. And I respect her to death. Um, but the <laughs> idea is that no one is silencing your faith. No one is saying your faith is wrong. You just have to be, I mean, Christian enough to realize that there are people who don't think like you. Yeah. And you also have to be tolerant of those people. No one is saying you will turn around and say that you're going to be putting pronouns. No one is telling you to be progressive. But you have to understand that you know, well, some, no one is supporting look, you for look, your reasons, Look, reason, look, 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 look. as far as the pronoun, the pronoun thing, I'm going to have to and I'm going to have to semi disagree with you on that. Uh not there are certain spheres of life uh, where progressive, and this is me, where I think you are particularly encountered this with young people in colleges, but I think that's just has to do with the fact that they're young. And it's just like, you haven't, I want this and I want, you need to do this and you need to do it now. Uh, because you support this character, you know, and they are somewhat invested in what no, you've no, done in Hollywood. No, 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 no. As far as like the pronoun thing okay. and like all that. And look, I, this is where one of those things where what I always come down to, uh, to be very specific, I, I am very clear about this. I am all in support of pronouns. I will like whatever pronoun you want me to call you. That's fine. Uh, my thing about that, though, is if I don't know you and I refer to you uh, by the wrong pronoun... Uh, and you jump down my throat, which has, hasn't happened to me, but I know there there are people, especially in college, and th like I said, this just has to do with people young who are just angry or like if you've been oppressed, you just want what you want, and you start yelling at that person. And I was just like, well, they're just gonna start yelling back at you, and that's not gonna accomplish I mean, anything. I think that's kind of what happened with Gina Carano. Yes, I mean where. Those where a lot of people she's predisposed to combat. Yeah, she's a fighter. She's fighting back, you know. And yeah, stupidly, you know. I I get it that you know people are harassing you with DMs or whatever you do on social media to get her to sign on and to agree with you know their views. And yeah, I, and I get it, you know. But there are ways of going about that. Yeah, ignore them. But 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 to shut be shut it down. Yeah, you know. But you don't. Go ahead first because you should. You're an adult. You should see yeah. the game that they're playing. So, just I want to make it absolutely clear about what I was talking about when I was talking about like pronouns and everything. So, if I don't know a person and I refer to them by the wrong pronoun, if you start yelling at me about getting it wrong, I I number my first reaction isn't going to be just because I'm I'm not the type of person who's going to just start yelling back at you. I'll be like. No, I didn't know you well enough to know what you prefer. So I use, so one of, there's a lot of disagreement on this, but I use dude in a, uh, a gender neutral, uh, sense. That's because most of the people that I've been around, even trans people understand, but they also knew me ahead of time. 
that if I told them, dude, I wasn't like, I didn't mean it in a gender, like a, a, a gender specific way. There are people I don't know who I'd be more careful about that. But if I was to do that and they started yelling at me, it was like, no, I wasn't using an agenda. And if they kept yelling at me, like, okay, look, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. But, but there are ways to like disarm people in terms yeah. of like diffusing the situation. Exactly. You know, I mean, I would assume that whatever pronoun you are, if you're encountering someone new, you can't jump down someone's throat for not knowing what you subscribe yeah. to. I hope, I mean, has that been the case? I mean, I'm assuming that people are just attacking her because her initial comments. And then sure. she just put herself as public enemy number one trying to get her to be fired. And I think that's what happened. She opened her big fat Twitter yeah. fingers. You know, the community And because it's the internet. Yeah, yeah. And because it's the internet, there was a reaction. And because she's a fighter, her reaction is, you're attacking me, I'm going to attack back. Um, I have, I, and I've seen ways in which this was handled. I like one of my favorite, uh, comedians, Dana Gould, I brought this story up before, but it's an example of like, here's an example to kind of how to do this right is he used, uh, I think the word, I think it was tranny at the time, uh, just offhandedly. What is this? Uh, Dana Gould. No, uh, when? Uh, the recently or? This is a couple of years ago, like years ago, just offhandedly on his podcast. He was just talking about something and he happened to have a friend who was trans. He was like, hey, that's super offensive. And instead of like attacking to him, was just like, was just like, I don't think you meant to be like other people attacked him. But this person was just like, I don't think you meant this, but this is what this means when you say this. And what he did was, he invited that person on his podcast and just like, he not just apologized, but also was just like, this is a thing we need, we should engage about and other people should know about this and should know how we as friends handled this because I think this is an example of how this should go down. Like, out. I mean, I get it. People will have their own views, but the idea is that we should have, be capable of like having some higher level discourse. Sure. You know, to sit down. I mean, I mean, regardless of, you know, the trauma that you face, uh, of course you use religion to to hold you up, but you can also use religion to attack others. Yeah. You cannot, yes, you're a fighter, but you can't just, like, bludgeon people to death just because they disagree with you. You just have to be smart about how to interact with other yeah. people. Say, hey, I, you know, I think a different way, but I am trying to... I, I like to either learn more and try to reach out. I mean, from what I heard about what Pedro Pascal was trying to do with her, just to reach out and explain to her, hopefully maybe some like PR strategies of yeah. how to yeah. deal with people that you may not get along with. But you know, you just have to learn to be smart about that. Not yeah. just like roll up your sleeves, be ready to fight, but just sit down, talk, let cooler heads prevail, and just let people know that we may not agree on all things, but hey, let's sit down and let's agree. Sure. We acknowledge your humanity. And that's, we don't see that. I don't see that a lot. I mean, it's obviously online and social media. Yeah. yeah. There's not that much humanity. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing is it's the internet and social media have sort of destroyed the social discourse. But, but 
that being said, uh, there's the counter argument, especially towards people like me, which I totally get, which is like saying, oh, where did civility go is has been used also for decades as a way for white and cis people to silence people who are not white cis people, uh, to silence people of color, to silence trans people, to silence queer people. And I'm just like, fine. Uh, that's what I say is like, I, if you're upset, like just as the example, because I used the wrong pronoun and you want to yell at me, that first yelling at me, I'll be like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know you well enough, so I used what I thought was a block, like try and talk to them. If they continue to yell at me, and I've actually not in that specific context, but I've encountered people, uh, and I, I know a couple people who've encountered like the person who keeps yelling at them, and it's just like, okay, I've already apologized. I understand you're upset. You can continue to be upset. I'm not going to participate in your and upsetness not, anymore. The, yeah. <laughs> to any of this. And because I'm not 22, when I was in my 20s, I would have continued to try and fight with that person. And I would be wrong. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm almost 40, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a grown up. I can walk away from the conversation. Like, I don't have to, I also don't have to win. And the other thing I've realized, and I've heard this, uh, brought up a couple of a, a bunch of times when it was pertained to the and i swear we'll get back to nerdy shit no this is uh, yeah 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 uh but uh uh when it came to like black lives matter and, and all that uh it was actually uh janelle monet was on uh what the fuck with mark Marin, and they were talking and uh, you know both about like her acting roles and her music but also it was like very shortly after like the 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 George Floyd like stuff had happened. So she was a little bit of a raw nerve <laughs> in that, understandably. But one of the things she said that really, and even before she said this, I try to do this and I, I understand I fail a lot uh, was as far as like trying to have the conversation. It's, she said, no people of color have been saying these things for years it's not our job to be civil anymore. Yeah. Like we, we tried that and it's like we're we have to be civil, but white people don't like that's, that's a thing. And it's just like, her thing is it's like, no, this is actually a conversation. White people have to have with themselves. With themselves. They're <laughs> the ones who are triggering all of this. So I, I had an interesting conversation. I mean, these are, these are conversations that as you just alluded to, Everyone has had these conversations. Yeah. It's just like, unfortunately, a segment of the population so, so about through blinders so, so and ignore that. Here's an example, uh, and I will obscure some names just because. Uh, so there, 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 uh, I have spent some time with a person who every once in a while uh, says stuff that is either that he thinks is an hinks are innocuous this is not a friend of mine this is just someone who i've periodically been around uh time okay okay so i i've spent time and every once in a while he would say stuff that was either passively racist or like overtly offensive about asian people uh and 
it happened enough times that I thought that I was just like, okay, I'm going to have to say something, you know, but I, it turned out, you know, to my, you know, I didn't have to, it's like his wife has just, had just started like, just stop, stop doing that just whenever he, and he, but he still does it. And so I had a conversation with a different uh, set of uh, people I knew who were just like, I would just start, I would just fuck him. He can go fuck himself and like tell that to him, that to his face. And these are people who are people of color. And I was just like, and I was just like, yeah, if you were there and you did that, fine. And I was just like, it was sort of this, it was just like, why were you more patient? I was just like, well, that's how for me, white privilege works if you're not just acknowledging it but like what white privilege allows me in that situation is the privilege to be more patient with that person a a person of color who is angry about that they don't have to be patient with him unfortunately we we have generations yeah exactly learned um behavior just to keep mouths closed i mean nowadays people are yeah definitely being vocal um, and, and I'm definitely more vocal point. too. That and I, I think speaking out against that because there has to be consequences. Sure. I mean, it's not cancel culture. It's not we're canceling our friendship. I mean, there are consequences to spewing yeah. out things that are offensive, that are hurtful, that yeah. don't improve society in any way. But but and people have to start to acknowledge the that. the difference. The difference that why I bring it up is that I'm a person who has a, this is a white dude in his late 40s maybe early 50s who i can actually go hey i like number one i don't think you should say you should say shit like that anymore but the fact that his wife has has now started just like she just goes stop and she's like yeah just like stop that <laughs> he's still doing it i think because there's i think one of the things that psychologically people don't quite understand is that even if it's wrong what they're doing, uh, if they've been doing it and no one's been calling them on it for like decades, it is really difficult. And I understand how this is a difficult, it's apparently a difficult concept for people to grasp. It's just like, no, you should just be able to stop. And it's just like, you just need to stop that and you need to stop that now. But it's like, human psychology wise, if you have a pattern even if it's something like racism and there's actually bit I've seen like uh W Kamau Bell on his show when he talked to like uh like clan members and stuff like that it was just like or just people who are raised and this is decades of being in this bubble it can take decades more to break them out of those psychological patterns no matter how, like, and it's and it's harder than I think. It's a lot harder than I think people. That doesn't mean that it shouldn't be done. And this is what I hate. It's just like, well, then you're saying, like, is it, no, I'm saying it should be done. And I'm not saying that, oh, I'm not going to tell any person of color that they need to be more patient with that person because they don't. I'm saying me as a white person, I can be more patient with that person. But I also understand that's like, yeah, those it's going mean, to take a while for him to break out. It's going mean, to take a couple. It's going like to take that it, is as we've just alluded to. It's like, it's like a dynamic of power, you know, to yeah. say things, you know, that are offensive. And why would you want to 
relinquish that. You know, it's like it's I mean, yeah. it's not a matter of like conditioned to say the right things. It's conditioned to feel better and being enabled to say offensive things because you know why should they? I mean, yeah, there's been no consequence I mean, at all. I mean, look, and there's a bunch of stuff that I I've said I had said, especially when I've been drunk. Even relatively recently, like within, I would say, uh, the past eight years or so, like eight to ten years ago, and maybe even more recently, uh, where I look back and I was like, why would I even say that out loud? <laughs> like, I don't, why did I think that was okay? Like, um, but even that, like, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, that there are certain ways that racism and, uh, for me personally, uh, internalized uh, uh, patriarchy and toxic ma- masculinity have so permeated me through decades in the culture that, like, I still catch myself, like, saying or thinking stuff where I'm just like, oh, man, that's, I thought I was better than that. But it's still in there because it's been ground into me as like a a straight man I mean, that I'm supposed to be a certain way and think a certain way that like even though i've I work really hard to try and get past it, I still mess it. I still those thoughts still pop into my head. I still occasionally say stupid I mean, shit it's it's all a matter of like thinking before you yeah. speak. It's just. Everyone could understand that, hey, you know, people will make mistakes. But the idea is that you have to, one, be, you know, acknowledge when you do make a mistake. Yeah. You know, and, you know, try to, like, you know, reflect internally of, like, some flaws of thinking and trying to correct that. Yeah. I mean, no one is saying you're going to change overnight. Yeah. That's, That's not realistic. Yeah. But the idea is that, you know, for anyone to grow... Yeah, growth takes time, but it takes a lot of persistence. Yeah, you know, and this is and look, that's and like I said, I'll repeat it again. All we want psychological patterns, no matter how on the outside of not knowing that person or not understanding that thought process, you are being someone who's outside of it. Uh, breaking psychological patterns that have been in there for decades. Is in generations is so difficult. Like I don't. So as far as like, and we're we're seeing this now. It's just like, uh, stuff like toxic masculinity. Like me, per like I I try and bring it back to me personally, just because I don't want to speak to anyone else's experience. But like, yeah, I still struggle with that shit. And now, it's only relatively recently that I understand. I mean, I'm culpable because I'm a thinking conscious person, but it's also like not realizing how fucking deep seated some of those social norms have been conditioned into me. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I, like, I don't, it's not sympathy. It's just like, just the whole point is people. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, because nowadays, patience. No one is going to be preaching patience anymore. You know, yeah, sure. At a at a point where you know it's like you know cancel culture this cancel culture that no, 
people have had enough. We've had yeah. groups who've been silent for generations yeah. and are now feeling emboldened to speak out because no one is giving is going to take shit like this anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it's either affirm our humanity or get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. You know, and well, that's well, the someone someone I forget who it was said that like Donald Trump is the uh hence his appeal. It, yeah, but he is the uh the fireworks display at the end of white supremacy. It's just like the the last like desperate that's why it's so extreme now. It's 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 just the that and that's why is is that like I think on some level whether they're conscious of it or not. No, they're conscious. Everyone is very conscious of that, of what he represents. No, 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 no. I mean the people who believe these things. I don't know if they'd be able to articulate the fact that this is the last gasp, and that's why you're so desperate now. I, I think they don't. This is not a last gasp. What we're seeing is them putting their foot down and say, "Fuck this PC shit." We're going to, I mean, he was elected. I mean, sure. as a result of yeah. them, you know, giving zero fucks about, you know, damn the consequences. I mean, this is just their empire strike back. Yeah. You know, they're not going, this is not the last breath. This is them trying well, to reclaim. I mean, but, but, that's but been. When I, when I, when I, when I say, when I say last breath, uh, and this is a thing that I encounter, I've encountered actually that. Uh, and we've had this conversation, I think, on the last podcast. It's just like I, I often run into this problem with like what I'm saying and the way I mean it isn't necessarily uh, the way that someone else is taking anyone else would be taking it. When I say the last gasp, I mean the last gasp that's going to last at least another three or four decades. <laughs> that's what I mean. I don't mean like you know, oh, Biden's presidency is going to resolve all this. I was like, no, it's the last gasp. And when I say last gasp, I mean, on a larger historical context, when you see the last gasps of things, the last gasps of things in a historical perspective of, say, 400, 500, 1,000 years, depending on what you're talking about, that last gasp could be 100 years of something. Which to us living in it seems like a really long time, but you could say like the last. I I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there are things that have happened in history. Here's the last gasp of this. Uh, well, you could like, you could theoretically say, oh, it's the last gasp of monarchy. There's still a couple of monarchies left. They're largely symbolic. But that doesn't mean. But that's been going on for a couple hundred years now, yeah, since the it, since the. That's a, that's a bad example because. Yeah, it's a terrible it's example. It's the only one I can think of in a, in uh, a short. Yeah, it's symbolic, but it's as you said, it's there. Those are neutered, you know, monarchies. Yeah. You know, um, it's. Well, you know. could argue. You could argue that the, the the monarchy in Saudi Arabia is still pretty goddamn powerful. Um, I mean, they're the. I'm, I'm assuming one of the rare. Occasion. Yeah. Yes. Um, but largely, like you could say, like let's let's narrow it down and say European monarchy. Uh there's still a British royal royal family. The politically, love them. politically, they're they're meaningless. Yeah. But that's a last gasp of a monarchy 
that's been going on for like a hundred something years now. Yeah, it's gone on for three or four generations yeah, no of people. No one is calling to eliminate it. No one is calling to do away with a with a queen or the royalties. I and mean, in fact, I think the people need that in the UK. They they love the royals. Sure, you know, and the drama, and you know the you know. Well, no, the, no, no. The they that did they, that surrounds all of that. They did say we did say we. As Americans said, we're gonna do away with monarchies. Yeah. Uh, it did, we ended up having them kind of anyway. We had dumarchies or whatever, however you want to call the two-party system, which is you know. But what we've seen, I mean, I, it's I think we've gone through this country, you know, having these views sure. of the right being implicitly understood sure and the reason why i say it's a, not a last gasp is because it's like fuck that shit you know yeah you guys you pc people don't want to take your abuse uh quietly well i'm we're gonna start vocalizing our shittiness right now yeah and you're gonna hear it we're not no longer are we gonna be doing like dog and whistle you know types of strategy sure in terms of like dehumanizing people we're just gonna flat out and say it. you know we're yeah. gonna flat out call the cops on you just because you're living your damn life i mean we're just gonna make sure yeah. that we are reminding you of your place and we're not going to be subtle about this i i think that this is just a situation where you know i mean hopefully when i get it the economy is a shit right now but when people are able to put food on their tables yeah people are able to work and feeling um well, important in terms of doing the right things and earning a living. Hopefully, that will you know, I guess, die shit down. You know, from it will, at least well, 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 well. Here's here's the thing, and I've said this a lot, uh, and even people on how you know wherever you stand or uh, you know, we've had the discussion about like poor white people versus poor people of color and obviously there's differences but if you addressed and lift up all the poor people like a lot of that stuff like the the other things that they yell about poor white people yell about start to dissipate a little bit when they start to actually get a paycheck and like the problem is with our history progress has been stymied because they don't want all people to be lifted. I mean, yeah, it's great to say. Well, no, no, that, it's you know, yes, you know, it's been, we, st it's also been stymied, stymied because. Yes, I agree with you, but it's also been fur fur further stymied by those people being perpetually just lied to by people with money and power to convince them that they don't want to. We've seen they're not lied to. They have no problems with what they, with whatever situation that they're in, as long as they can hold on to that. And that's what I've come to see. That is pretty much what is scaring a lot of Americans to the core. That they can no longer hold on to whatever privilege and aura of majesty that they have. Based what, yeah, on but their but what's funny? What what funny? They what will, they will torpedo everything. From Obamacare, you know, to what's, just what's, like the welfare what's, system. What's funny about that, that? They also benefit from. And but that's they the thing. Just shit on that. But that's the thing because, because they, they don't. That, 
they that's what I mean is that they've been lied to so consistently is it lying? that they actually it is because they actually believe that that shit isn't helping them when it is because they're told by the people who they think are on their side no, that it isn't helping them. No one them. is saying that it's not helping them. They're saying that it's helping other people. That's not. No one is debating that welfare, Obamacare, is bad for them. The whole issue with the welfare state in the United States and how that is a colossal failure compared to other sure. uh, European nations is because of the fact that other people are benefiting from that. And that is the problem. You know, the fact that no one is, no right winger is going to say that, hey, you don't deserve that check, you know, if you're struggling. They're all for that. What they're saying is that other people are not deserving of that. And that's what they're accepting because it's just. But that's what I mean. It's they're, they're being told a lie, which is. Is it a lie or is it just convenient to hear? It's both. It's a lie that is convenient to believe. And that's why they believe it. It's easier. It's, it's easier. No, no, no. It's easier for them to believe that it's someone else's fault. So I, I, I give. A, I'll bring up a a a a, a, uh, a very specific example. Uh, not not very specific, but because I'm going to get the industry wrong. But let's just say uh, industry job, like industrial jobs, working class industrial jobs are dead and have been dead in the United States for decades. And what both politicians on the right and the left, but particularly the right, have told poor white people or working class white people who have generations have worked up those those in industry jobs is we're going to bring back those jobs. That's the lie. That's the fundamental lie. That is an absolute lie. Those jobs are never coming back. Uh, and what they told them is we're going to bring those jobs back from other people, for, foreigners, whatever the scapegoat is, uh, that have taken those jobs from you. What they leave out is that the companies that have supported those politicians. Reagan and politicians who help. Everybody. All of them. All of them. You know, all of Democrats, Democrats and progressives are not immune from this. They have continually told poor, like, working class white people in those places. It's other, uh, but people on the right have been more guilty of this. Of telling them those really stable industry jobs, someone else like Mexicans, whatever the excuse is, it, are taking those jobs from you. We're going to bring those jobs back. Not telling them the reason why those jobs back it, left is because someone who makes way more money than you and gives me money as a politician has taken those jobs away from you. They're the ones who who have taken those jobs away from you, and they're not giving them back. They're not bringing those jobs are never ever coming back. And what so many of those people—that's what like if you actually read about some of these people, the reason they're they're they go to like oh it's Mexicans' fault, and it's just like yeah, that's what people who have money and power want you to believe because then you'll continue to fight 
Like I'm, I, this is the one conspiracy theory that I actually like believe sort of is like, is that's, they just keep telling them the lie that you're going to give them those, those jobs will come back. And it's just like low taxes is beneficial for everyone. Yeah. 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 And it's really not for them. And it's just I like, mean, that's my no, no, thing. no president, no president has ever told. Taxes to- never work. Yeah. No president in his uh, president in history, except maybe Carter. I think it was Carter has ever told working class white people who live in all those places in the Midwest and the South, uh, who for generations depended on those, uh, those industry jobs and to a certain segment, I mean, the, the people I'm leaving out is there are also huge segments of the population where people of color are also dependent on those jobs. Uh, and that's where what you're talking about, like the racism doesn't solve complicates that problem. But all of those people have just been, they're just continually lied to every single president has told them, we're going to get you those jobs back. No president has actually told them the truth, which is you're never getting those jobs. Those jobs are never coming back. But the thing is... You're going to have to learn to do something else, and we're going to teach you how to do something else. we've seen since November of last year, and especially what happened on the 6th of January, yeah. is, I mean, at the end of the day, I think people who are... Who who follow right wing principles are really not that principled. You they're know, not. They're, no. And I think what Trump but, you has know, it, done has unraveled that lie. We don't need to go, you know, rely on this these words anymore. Let's just let's just keep it real. Sure. And keep it one hundred. And and you know, you're and, not going to get a job. But you know what? I think people are fine with that. People don't mind the struggle. I think what people mind is the progress that other people are being lifted. And I think that's the issue. I, at this point, no one but, but that, but, is but, 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 They but, just but, accept the reality. But, but, but here's the thing. What they're but here's the thing. As we, as you know, and as we know, the they don't like the thing that other people are being uplifted. The other people aren't being uplifted either. Economically, they're just... This, those people like and, and like to in support of my point is when they uh, I think I was reading somewhere in like the Washington Post they did like a uh, like a not a survey survey isn't the right word for it but they did like a thing on like who what types of people economically the people who came out on January 6th were they're all people with financial debt massive financial debt and like it's all the people and it's it's that's like it's like oh other people the lie like that's what i was like i think we disagree on just like i think it is a lie it's just a lie that they really believe is true that other people are being uplifted in spite of them and it's just like mm, not really none of you all the people of the same those same economic class are aren't aren't, aren't being uplifted all the same people who had the same economic pro- economic problems, if which you can't you can't uh, realistically leave race out of it. But on an in an abstract sense, if we left race out of it, which is impossible, but just for the sake of this <laughs> argument, um, all the people in those economic classes are all have the same uh, problems. It's compounded by racism for people of color. 
Uh, I don't know. It's like I, I, I see where you say it's a lie. I, from what I've seen, how can it be a lie when you can see the truth in front of you? And no, I mean the lie. The lie is that other people are being uplifted in spite of them. That's the lie. That's the lie they believe. It's a lie. That's not the truth. Yeah. No. What if that were true? If you're saying that that they're being told the truth, that would mean that people are being of color are being uplifted no, at the price of their because, of I mean, their no dignity. White people's jobs I mean, and their like there are facts showing that different communities are not doing well. I feel that people deep down subconsciously know that they just like to hear. Yeah, people just getting shit on. But that's because that's that's it, what I mean. Is 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 when I, I say don't know that if it's a lie because I don't think so. Over seventy million Americans are dumb. I don't believe that. I believe people are would like a narrative that makes them feel better. And I don't think it's a lie if you're if they just accept something a story just because I, it I, helps I them fall asleep. I I don't. I don't think it's that they're dumb. I think it's that they want a simple answer. They want a simple story, and the and I'm saying that the simple story is is a lie. And it's, it comes back to like if you want to get nerdy about this, uh, there's this thing in in the comic book preacher that uh, they talk about in the comic book preacher. There's this idea of like the American dream and the myth of America. Which is like, if you work hard, blah, 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 you know, the country will reward you. And it's a very simple, lovely, elegant narrative that if you look close at it at all, is utterly false. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it is a very simple, appealing narrative that if you continue to feed it to people... And then the lie comes in. The lie is that if you're a politi if you're a person with with uh, political power and money, which in this country are the exact same thing, uh, the lie that they tell the the people is the reason why you can't have your American dream is because someone else is taking it from you, or someone else is being given it uh, because of something uh, and you're not. That's really the lie, which is just like, no, they're just, it's... Uh, I mean, I, this is where I kind of like disagree. I, I think that for, it's one thing for the lie to work initially, but this is not a new phenomenon. This has happened. No, we love decades. that lie, though. We love the lie it's, of the American no dream. It's a lie. It's a story that people choose to accept. I and I don't know. I mean, people are not are not stupid. People know full well, and I think that people just choose to take in content. That's why people like. Yeah. Okay. Th this is where I think people, we. I think we. This is really what it comes down to. What we fundamentally disagree with on uh, is. Uh, I think if you drill down on any on any of those people, they don't they don't really know. Of course, they don't know. They just know the the narrative, and they just know that they there's a target that they can. But that, but the, but at. but then but then what do you see? The the thing is, they don't want to know. They don't care to know. They just care that someone else is the boogeyman. That's all. 
They they will eat oh, any sure. shit up, and that's how that's what I think. I mean, no one is. I mean, they're. I mean, they go to Fox, they go to whatever news outlet because sure. they are hearing things that make them feel better. Yeah, and they know it's a lie. They know it's out, outlandish, but you know what? It, See, I don't think they know. That's okay. That, that sorry. That's what I mean. That's where I think we we disagree. I don't think they. If you drill down on them, they really know that it's a lie. At least not consciously. We've November, January six. They know it's a lie. We've seen politicians who are able. No, to those win. people don't know it's a lie. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know it's a lie. They wouldn't have showed up if they thought it was a lie. Like, oh, no, no, no. Okay, maybe we're disagreeing about what the lie is then. The lie is that is that stories. somehow they stole the election. Yeah. I mean, these are stories that is just convenient. You know, it could be the election. I think they – no, be but they, they believe they PC. believe that. They don't think that's a lie, that it was stolen. They just don't know exactly what they want to do – now that they know, now that they quote unquote know it's a lie. <coughs> I mean, the now that they know it, it's against unraveling this lie. You're not talking about liberal states. We're talking about red meat Republican states. Sure, red meat Republicans running these elections. <laughs> you, I mean, it could be convenient saying that oh, this Democrat did this or th- did that. No, you're looking. You're hating on your fellow Republican. So it's just a matter of they are doing something that won't change the outcome that you want. Yeah. That's just it. It's not a lie. It's just like, yeah, you lost, but fuck that. I want this outcome instead. Yeah. And I won't I won't stop yelling, destroying property, whatever the case may be, until I get what I want. You yeah. know, and I don't think you could just wrap that as Well, because simple, Americans are fundamentally children. Like that's really what it comes down to. Yes. Um, like, and and doesn't matter of their age. We're as a country, we're still we still fundamentally act like children as a as a gr- as a group. Anytime you get a lot, you know, yeah, it's just. And like I said, it's not just people on the right. It's just collectively. I think you get enough people together, they're just you know they're gonna. The only good thing is. I mean, as a political junkie, I was just really excited that so many people turned out to vote on both yeah. sides. I don't care. I, the idea is that I've been itching for a time where so many people are engaged. Now, it took a piece of shit uh, yeah. to trigger all of this. Yeah. But, and fucking thousands of people dying. Sure. Um, but, you know, this is, you know, this is a situation we're in. And this is a great little experiment where... Not only did we see that, hey, if you open up voting and making voting easy as possible, guess what? The end of the world won't happen. Yeah. Also, at the same time, we're also about to see this experiment of a true welfare system yeah. taking place with government handing out checks to so, people. So I, I have really this, interested I, in that because you uh, – these politicians can't just turn around saying they're bad when their constituents are hurting, as we all admit, and they could benefit from yeah. having a check being sent. I, to so people are talking about like they're in a uh, as far states. as like, uh, and you could disagree. This is just me wildly speculating. Um, the fact that I a lot of times I happen 
weirdly, unfortunately, a lot of times it happens with bad things. Uh, this this time I'm I'm saying a more hopeful version is uh, the 2024 elections. I'm pretty sure if all goes the way uh, it seems to be going, even really initially with Biden being president, uh, he's going to win again in 2024. The really, really... Redistricting? What? Redistricting? And gerrymandering? Is that where you're trying to... No, 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 no. What I'm... No, no, no. Just in general, just people being helped and how that's... Like, just putting money in people's hands and, like... The way we and the way that our our the the national memory works, uh, I think the next four years things are gonna get uh, they're not gonna get good. They're gonna get substantially less shitty, and a I lot of, dying. Hopefully, will go down. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of the other stuff that we see is gonna dissipate for a little while. It's not gonna come back in twenty twenty four. What's going to be the really interesting and interesting in possibly a bad way election is going to be in 2028. Because that's going to be the, uh, he can't, you know, Biden can't run again. That's when you're going to get see there's going to be. You think he's going to run in 2024? The guy's old. I really don't think he's going to run again, in my opinion. As an incumbent? Yeah. For re-election, we have never had a person retire. We've never had a we've never had a president retire. My thinking is, he the country should he. I mean, he's not. He's been running for a long time. He's old. He's not looking for power. You know, I feel that he is just doing what he can. This is my, you know, conspiracy theory uh, ideas going through, and he's gonna try to like get the economy in a way to allow. Harris to to um, run in twenty twenty four. He's old. Doesn't I? I don't it know doesn't matter. It do, it doesn't. So was know. fucking Reagan, and he's he was older than Reagan. Doesn't matter. He's older than Reagan. Doesn't matter. And Reagan four years is a really and short Reagan period. Was a precursor for, to Donald Trump, and he is not as charming as Reagan, and he does not in he does not you know in. You know, encourage you know, red hot you know devotion towards him. I don't know. I think he's just he's just going to be the adult. I think try to do the hard call to make sure the yeah. And I think the hard call call is going to be stability in 2024, and he's going to run again, and he's going to win again in 2024. And then in 2028, then it's going to be a yeah. You're going to see in 2028, you're going to see the reaction of. I don't know. Because you have to... The reason why I say that is because Trump's election, Trump being elected in 2016, was a reaction to Obama having two terms. A little bit, but also Hillary and sexism. That's the only other thing. I mean... Sure. Yeah, no. The Tea Party came on board the moment, Trump but the, but but came, that's the, ar- the but, moment. Obama but that's the, but see, but that's going to be the argument for why Harris won't be won't run in twenty twenty four against she, him. No, she against who? You think Trump is going to run for election again? He's going to try, unless he's indicted for something and they he's won't not, let him. He's not. He's he. What he wants, he does not want responsibility. 
that he does not want the responsibility of uh, being present because he did not he didn't do any work. What he wants is sway over the party. That is all. But see, if you have his kids my my con- my concern is the the short because four four years doesn't seem like especially with this year last year being so long. Four years might not seem like a long time, but it might seem like a long time. It's not. I think try. I think the reaction to Hillary, if you try and put Harris up there in 2024, you're going to have the same people reacting to it. Uh, I mean, it depends on what happens in the next four years. I mean, take a look at yeah. right now. I mean, despite all of the divisiveness of this country, cases are down. Yeah. Oh, I'm not just talking about. I mean, I'm not like, just talking about Corona. I'm just. I'm just talking about. But, but it's in it, general. But it just shows that people are willing to listen if a fucking adult is saying the right yeah. things. And I think that yes, they they have like you know hard feelings about shit of what went on with Trump. But Trump, unfortunately, was the one who triggered a lot of this and got people really sure. aggravated for no reason at all. But if you get an adult saying the smart things, wear a fucking mask, be smart. I mean, hopefully the death rates will catch up with yeah. the falling um, uh, incident rates that we've been seeing yeah. since uh, Biden came on board. So I'm seeing that as maybe this is people were just itching for someone just to put the gun down and just take a megaphone and just tell them the smart thing to do. No one is saying be hug a liberal no one is saying yeah. is ad- adopting a gun we're just saying do what you can to live to survive yeah and to take care of the elderly i think people could get on that and i think that harris potentially can ride this out simply because if you take a look at georgia trump's narrative fell apart simply because it was the middle but Hillary but, could not get the middle. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Could get the middle. I'm not saying. Yeah, but you're also under underestimating that all the people who hated Obama and also hated hated Hillary. They're getting in their. I'm not saying this is who Harris is. I want to make that clear. But the people who who would have who vote who voted and hated Obama and hated Hillary. Harris is a combination of both of them. They're going to double hate her. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we shall see simply because, I mean, what I've seen from Trump, he's a And that's what I mean. Like, it's going to be, that's going to happen in 2028, not 2024. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what do you, what are the Republican options? I mean, I'm sorry. There are no Republican options out there. All of these people are pale imitations of Trump trying to subscribe to his brand. And Trump kicked their asses because people saw through that. Yeah. You know, they saw Trump because he's legitimately a piece of shit and they wanted that. You know, the, you know, the Ted Cruz's of the world and the Hollies, they're just posers. And these are people that I, I, the Republican also, base also, but, but, but when you say that, like, yes, sexism was part of Hillary losing, but it wasn't the only thing. There was also the amount of, so every well, it's every, a combination of sexism, Clintonism, and maybe not because of sexism. People, Hillary's not liked. I hated Hillary. I, yeah, I wasn't I, a fan of her. I either. hate voted for her. Yeah, I, I did I too. Mean, that's that's to borrow your words. You know, hate watch, hate voted for. Her. I'm not a fan of Hillary 
in any stretch of the imagination. But the idea is that with what we've seen with not only Bush, but now Trump. Yeah. You need a fucking adult running the show. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you may not like Democrats, but historically, for hundreds of years, the economy prospers yeah. when a fucking adult Democrat yeah. runs a show because they're not doing things. They're not dogmatic in terms of like yeah. low taxes, which obviously does not work. It's never been proven to work in no. any way to stimulate the, the economy. However, if you are, if you just want to make sure that we don't go backwards and keep moving forward, I, I think she has a shot. At least we'll see. I, mean, I, right I, now, I, I look, just like my argument, my argument wasn't that she didn't have a shot. Uh, my argument wasn't even that I don't want her to run. No, I know. Uh, my argument was I don't I don't think that's what's going to happen in 2024. But, I think that's what's going to happen in 2028. But here's <laughs> the thing. We have, with every new election, there are more people voting. Sure. There are new people in the voter rolls. We have and if we learned anything from this election, that there are ways to go about yeah. that that like can make that. And to be f- Honest, Hillary does not drive people. I, no. he drove. She drove some uh, women or people who wanted to see women in the White House. But to be honest, as I think I've, what Thurgood Marshall said about uh, Clarence Thomas, you don't want to get the wrong person in the White House. And Hillary is not the right first sure. woman. In yeah. my opinion. As my, no, she wasn't. You no. Know, um, I mean, she was set up to fail, and for, and it took, unfortunately, a white guy to take down Trump. You know, hopefully the electorate could be uh, smarter. You know, in terms of electing someone else. So I don't know if Biden won't seek reelection, but I mean, my own personal opinion, dude's old. <laughs> yeah, know? I don't know. That's never. That's never stopped. And my point is, is that's old. that's never stopped a president ever in history. And people could use that against him, you know. Sure. Are you capable? I mean, he he slurs his words. He messes up what he says. Imagine, you know, in year three of the presidency. I don't know. You know, I mean, people get gray because of this job. What is he going to turn into? The fucking corpse from WandaVision? Just like literally turning into a skull. And, and look, look, I understand that you're saying that Reagan wasn't as old, but Reagan. He was younger, though. He was younger. Doesn't matter. The mental, and, the mental capacities were failing in that second term. But he... he possibly even more. Deliver. Possibly even more so. And we made jokes about it. Because that's who—that's where we were as a country in the eighties. Uh, we're gonna make way more thanks to Biden. Sure. I think. Um, in any event. And I guess we could move on to the expanse. expanse. We're gonna. We're gonna. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> we're at an hour and a half this talking about politics. <laughs> yeah. So the expanse. We are. We are now sort of done talking about politics. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, that triggered just like a whole lot of. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, but, I feel like the past couple of episodes and just the past couple of months have just been this thing of like, here's all these things, and if we don't address them, we <laughs> they'll just be sit hanging over everything. Um, I also, every time we have these conversations, I, I do uh, get a little concerned that like 
and I, I said it a couple times while we were talking. I was like, I hope I'm articulating this <laughs> well, because I don't want to come across as blank. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, when I kind of counter, like, someone that was like, I don't know if I, like, it's, you know, when I was discussing, like, pronouns, it's like, I hope I don't come across as, like, that I'm against any of these things or I don't support any of these things. I just, I have one of my big philosophies that I always have about these, the way these things, progressive issues are put across or anyone debating anything is I'm a big supporter of uh, that things don't necessarily have to be either or. And if or if you make one, say an issue is more complicated than, than someone is making, than it's being made out to, that doesn't mean, automatically mean that you think that we should dismiss the issue. Like, I never subscribed or understood the that if you're saying... I think it's a little bit more complicated than what you're saying. That somehow means that I'm saying you're wrong. I mean, just add more words yeah. to it. Don't shut it down. So, if, I mean, as people get triggered or feel that they're, you know, not interpreting what you're trying to say, just like add more. Yeah. Add on, add more details, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, make sure don't stop until hopefully you get to the point where you are understood. I mean, no one has yeah. to be a great orator. No one is, you know, yeah. um, but, 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 just but, being sincere but one of the, one of the biggest problems I have when I discuss when I, when I see political things being, or any issue being debated is this, if you, uh, that acknowledging a, when it comes to an issue n negates B like, uh, me saying that, like, I mean, I, I I've heard people be concerned about that, but from my background, I mean, feeling being walking on eggshells on like these weird conversations or these sure. topics. I mean, no one should be. I mean, yeah, that's how you further the discussion. That's how you get yeah. understanding. You know, if you make a mistake, mistakes are fine as long as you're willing to continue the conversation. Yeah. You know, being around you guys, you know, it's just a matter of like, not everyone always sees eye to eye, but no one has ever been. Yeah. Like, and I, I am just like, I'm just talk about it. I'm, it should be I'm, I continually put my foot in my own <laughs> mouth. I, I try to be better. I fail constantly. <laughs> like, but you get back up and try. <laughs> yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. Um, but yes, 